In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in September of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard. While we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Hello, Mickey Weems. Welcome. Aloha. How are you doing? How are you doing? Let's start with how you're doing physically. Um, today is a good day. Yesterday was a good day. Sunday was a good day. So yeah, I'm doing well. Oh, wow. To what do you attribute all of that? Uh, I think it's part of the cycle. Some days are good and some days are not. Yeah. And I would imagine, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, did you have days when you feel good physically, but you're not in a good place emotionally or vice versa? That can happen, but mostly the, the emotional and the physical tend to run together. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I've had days where I felt absolutely horrible, but was in great spirits. Mm. Um, today, there is the fatigue, but it's not that bad. I got a, a good lift in today. Oh, good. Good. Uh, so let's talk about that cycle uh, a little bit, because, I mean, you've been living with this for over a year now. Um, have you, do you, let me ask this, when you are in a down turn, do you expect that the upturn is coming or do you worry that it's not going to change? I try not to make any expectations. Okay. And you're able to not worry. Yeah. Um, what, what, what comes is going to happen. What will happen will happen because the, well, a little recap for everybody when i uh when i was diagnosed with uh stage four and i was told that it was terminal i was told that within six months to a year i would be dead and in between that time uh my bones would start breaking so that's that was what they told me initially so they said you need to have chemotherapy and hormonal therapy and radiation therapy and I told them, I don't want any of them. I want only palliative. So what the doctors did, Dr. Later, my radiologist said, at least let us do targeted radiation. He said, that's palliative and it might, might slow things down so that at least you don't break bones. Then they gave me the shot of Exgeva, that miracle drug that transports calcium to where the cancer is eating the calcium. And that has worked out beautifully. My bones are stronger. But as you guys know, and from a prior podcast, my lungs are worse. So <laughs> a little trade-off there. The last visit I had, my last visit was last week. And talking to the doctor, he said, um, you won't, we won't need to see you again for three months. I thought, well, that must mean that I'm getting better. Then he said, after that, I may never see you again. And I asked him why. And he said, because you could be dead. So uh, I've never had a doctor tell me that, okay, between visits, we, you might just die. Jeez. So, but that has been a reality. I knew that that was a possibility anyway. It was rather stark though. No shit. That is not good bedside manner. I'm just going <laughs> to come right out with it. I'm sure you speak very frankly with your doctor as you speak very frankly with us. It still feels a little rough. It, it was, and I'm glad he did it. Yeah, because I'd rather know than not know. And I've told them that. Tell me the 
give, 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 give me straight no chaser. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, three months though, you're still way beyond your expiration date, the, right. the, the original one. Yeah. And um, your energy is really bright. Well, part of it's because uh, I have cool bling. You have cool bling. What, okay, yes. so now for the people. So this, who this can't necklace or lay is made from buttons, but they're oh. very, very shiny. <laughs> it's so I love it's them. a beautiful necklace. So Mickey's holding up a necklace that's in a, a cobalt blue, deep hues of blue. And it doesn't, it's not like some crafty thing you make in Girl Scouts. It, it, <laughs> it's a beautiful looking necklace. And it's buttons. So it's, it's, it's very folklory. Uh, so I, I love it. What do but buttons in, have to do with folklore? Uh, a woman made it from buttons. So fo folklore looks at things like that when people take ordinary objects and beautify them. Ah, uh, uh, okay. It is beautiful. I also did something very folklory. I wore, did I tell you guys about wearing a quilt? No, you didn't. On did the not. dance floor? Yes, I took a quilt and I wore it. I wore it Kihei style, the, the Hawaiian way of tying it on one shoulder uh -uh. And, and wore it on the dance floor. And it was a huge success because it glowed in the dark. There were <laughs> neons on it with, with, the, with the black light. It was just really glowing. So that was kind of, that was kind of wonderful. Nice. And I, I told my folklorist friends, okay, you know, this is something that folklorists, because the symbol for the American Folklore Society is a panel from a quilt. So... I said, I'm representing you guys. Let's see if you can bring it for the AFS, the American Folklore Society meeting coming up next month. So I've, I've given them a hint to see if they're going to run with it. I doubt that they will. I think it's a little too radical for them. Uh -uh. They're kind of a conservative. They're a fun group, but they're kind of fun, like, you know, mellow fun. They're not fun, like, like after hours fun. Yeah. So, so the other thing, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. The other thing I did is I finally got to, I went to a party. I was invited to a party by DJ uh, Jose, uh, DJ Jose uh, from the After Hours, and he. Uh, it was it was a paint party. They glow paint. They glow. They glow paint. I asked if they would do body paint. He said yes. I went in there, and a woman that I knew. I asked her. I think believe her name is Kiana. I said, "Could you do uh, lilies on me?" And she said, yes. And so she did. She painted lilies on me. And when it came to the back, she, the lilies extended down to my butt. So I went to the, this is before going to the after hours to dance. So I went to the after hours with this uh, diglo paint on me and wearing nothing but a scarf. And shoes, and of course. Where did you wear the scarf? Around my midriff. Of, oh. Excuse me, around my groin. So not midriff. <laughs> Uh, so you know, I, I was not flashing, you know, beans and franks. But yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because I realized women wearing a mini skirt. I don't see how you guys do it because it seems like too much would show that maybe you wouldn't want to show. And what, you know, Noel said, "Well, we wear underwear," and I said, "You don't know guys, okay? Whether you wear under underwear or not, guys are going to be looking." So. I was I was constantly being like, you know, trying to make sure that I wasn't flashing anybody. And this got in the way because there was a young man who 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 a friend of mine got got in trouble uh, so far as like having too much, too much to drink. 
So I was trying to help him, but I couldn't do it because I couldn't sit down because then I would flash, you know, everybody would see my goods. So I had to go change and then come back and help out. So okay. note to self, do not do that at, you know, at the dance part, at the dance floor, because <laughs> you can I, never tell. What's going to happen? Right. Who's going to be around? And you, you don't really have to worry so much about women looking. It's all a, it's all a men thing. Women can control themselves. <laughs> <laughs> around visual stimulus i think yeah um well being hung like a chipmunk helps we go ahead oh <laughs> so there's so many things here let's talk about so you got the body paint and i and i want to mm -hmm. say i have a friend who is a wonderful um body paint artist who we talked with i talked with about painting you and he was very excited initially and then the more he thought about it and he listened to some of our episodes and he just couldn't. And there I have, I don't know about you, but I have people in my life who have a really hard time listening to this podcast. And I understand. And, and I, I understand that artist's um, hesitation, uh, even though I was really sad <laughs> that he didn't feel like he, he could do it. He lost uh, um a loved one not too long ago to cancer. So it really hit him hard. So I'm really glad that you got that done. Did you get lots of pictures? I hope. A couple. Okay, good. But they're not okay. very good. So it, it, it's basically a trial run. Mm -hmm. And the lilies that she painted were very big instead of little small ones like that I wanted. So, but it was beautiful. She did a great job. Um, I'm happy with it. It, it was a good, it was a good test run. Okay. Lovely, because the goal is to have someone paint lilies on your body where the cancer is, um, and which I think is just such a beautiful way of expressing something that you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, so you were at the dance club. You are, even though you've been through some uh, some health ups and downs lately, but you're have you missed a Friday or Saturday night at the club? I make sure that I don't. That's and what awesome. really helps is mm -hmm. the intoxication makes it a lot easier. I, I am, I'm feeling no pain. I get weary. I do get tired, but that's okay because the dance club has couches. And mm -hmm. security knows when they see me laying down that I'm not like ill or anything. I'll, I'll just give them a shaka and they'll keep on going. They'll, they'll, they'll check on uncle, you know, to make sure that I'm okay. But um, yeah, it's, it's not a problem. Oh, good. Good. And your recovery from that after you go out and you have, I mean, there was a time in my life when I could go out two nights in a row and party it up and feel fine. Uh, in my mid fifties, I don't feel that way anymore. Do you feel like, how are your Mondays? Mondays can be okay. They're, they're kind of half and half. Sundays are fine. I'm learning that it may be possible for me to go like three or four days partying and the rest of the week not. That, that, that is so, the intoxication helps me so much that I'm just as good with it and maybe even better than without it. But I don't want to take that chance. I'm just okay. going to keep it to two, two, then the occasional three for a long weekend. That's it. Gotcha. I mean, I think. There, there's nothing crazier to me than people in hospice being refused drugs that would make them feel more comfortable because doctors are worried about what addiction. I don't know. I think that um, once people are at the end of their life, we should let them 
do whatever they want, frankly. <laughs> I do uh, too. Let, let's talk about, uh, you, you had a photo shoot recently. Do you, would you like to talk about that? Yes, it was at the After Hours at Ether Health and Wellness. So we really emphasized the health and wellness part. But what we did was we had an interview where we sat on these big white chairs. Susan was there. The interview was of me and Jared. And I thought it went really well. Susan, what did you think? Oh, yeah, I was. it was great. I, they did a little video interview to accompany the um, publication, the eventual publication, and so that they could kind of tease it on social media and that kind of thing. And it was really interesting to see the dynamic between you and Jared, and there was kind of this nice flow. They really didn't stop taping too much. It was really just kind of setting it up and then let the stories come. And, and Mickey also shared his Lost at Sea adventure as well, yeah. um, which they were blown away by. So it was, um, it was a really cool experience. So for the listener, Jared will be on this podcast at some point. My straight, age-appropriate male companion who uh, said that he would be with me till the day I die. Um, that does not mean exclusivity. This is not a sexual thing, but that he's, you know, he's going to be there for me. So I'm glad Susan had a chance to meet him. Yeah, I look forward to meeting him. Uh, uh, when, the, when the time is, works out well for him. Right. Uh, so this is your second, well, no, you've had several different uh, photo shoots because of this podcast, because of what you are going through in your life. Have you, um, you, you mentioned that you are feeling like a bit of a media whore? Yeah, I'm uh, feeling, uh, <laughs> no, I am, I am a media whore. <laughs> One of my life goals has been achieved. Uh, so it's first of all it's great ego food but it's great incentive for me to keep trying harder for me to keep working out for me to realize that the stronger i am and the the more i'm known the more my teaching gets out there and that's pretty much what i want as my legacy are you, um, how, do you have any time, I'm, I'm struggling to find the right words to ask this question. Do you feel like you are thinking about tomorrow? Are you living strictly in the day? I have to think about each day that's coming up because I've got a plan for it. If I'm not prepared for it, then things could go really, really bad. So I prepare myself for whatever's going to come up that next day with whatever means I need to, to uh, keep myself from embarrassing myself in public by my body, doing things that would be socially embarrassing, like urinating in, my, in public or, or any number of other things. It's that, that is still a possibility. Today was good. Yesterday was good. Sunday was good. So well, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe I'm on a roll. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the, the the rougher times are going to come. And when they do, it's okay. Yeah, you, you just went through something not too long ago that you just, uh, we we hadn't done a, haven't done a podcast, uh, an episode since then, but you mentioned something about a uh, a douche that you had to oh, do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's... Um, 
my urologist warned me that I could get a uh, blood clot that could stop the flow of urine and endanger my life. That could lead to renal failure. So he said, if that happens, then what, what is done, since I already um, catheter my, uh, in order to urinate, they would put in the catheter, but instead of taking liquid out, they would put liquid in to dissolve the blood clot and allow myself to urinate. And so I said, oh, a dick douche. So I've, well, you know, once again, feeling way cleverer than the actual phrase deserves. <laughs> but. Uh, so that's not something you have to do on a regular basis, though. Oh, thank God, no. Oh. I haven't had to do it yet, knock on wood. Yeah. Okay. I'm just amazed, and I want to be open. I just found out today that I'm classified as having long COVID. Mm. And as, speaking as someone who doesn't feel well and there's um uh i feel a little betrayed by my body and what what's like why can't i feel better there's knowing that your body isn't well is depressing to some extent Mm -hmm. so as i've often said we should all learn to live as well as mickey is dying i don't know maybe i'm looking for you to impart some sort of wisdom to say it's gonna get better if you can say I'm not going to worry about too far into the future. I'm going to have hope. Um, then anyone with any little, I, I feel like what's wrong with me that I can't feel better. I'm not the one on this podcast, you know, that we're talking about. I don't have hope. <laughs> I have optimism, but I don't have hope. But you, I don't have faith. I don't, um, I discussed this with some people and they got a little upset with me. They said, uh, and I've heard more than one person say that if you think positive thoughts, positive things will come your way. My response was, I don't hold to that because that's belief that's not based upon fact. And I know too many people whose lives have been utterly ruined. We can talk about the whole nation of Ukraine. What's going on there? They can be as positive as they want to, but Russia is at their doorstep. And they're dying. All the positive thinking in the world won't change that until, they, until the Russian advances stop. So rather than do that, rather than think that about positivity, what I, what I believe in is um, taking whatever situation you have and manipulating it so that it brings out the good. Don't expect the universe to do it for you. Do the work, if that makes sense. Okay, so you have long COVID. The consequences of that could be rather minor, or they could be life-changing. However it works out, what can you do with it to not only just survive, but to improve, improve your life? Can you talk to other people with long COVID and you know, form like a, you know, a, a group and... Um, cheer each other on can you know, there's there's something positive that you can do with it but that you are doing you are the agent that are making the change so that's you know that that's my suggestion but then that's easy for me to say because if you have long covid you might be too weary to start up a group because you're tired all the time so don't you know don't yeah. don't take this as a criticism but just just it's a suggestion because that's how i've been doing dealing with it 
whenever things go bad for me, my strategy is to make things worse. Okay. <laughs> I realize that. <laughs> I feel like I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if I if I feel really, really tired, I make myself work out harder. If I feel pain, uh, whatever is causing the pain, I'm not going to say that I make it worse, but I try to push through it rather than succumb to it. That's been my strategy so far. We'll see how well, how well it works. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so far, it is working very well for you, Mickey, apparently. Right. And I know we've talked with you on days when you're not feeling so hot and you're, I, I appreciate your honesty in those moments as, as much as I appreciate your honesty in this moment. And you say you don't hope, but you, you do, you'll plan next time that this the body painting was a rehearsal and for the next time you are looking at the future you are looking forward right i am yeah I'm, i i do look yeah. to the future i have yeah. to yeah yeah and and you can and it's working for you and you're right but frankly i don't i i don't have the energy for very much at all <laughs> right now and everybody keeps saying you should sleep you should sleep but i'm like oh my god it is so boring mm -hmm. <laughs> but um yeah I, I i you can say that you don't have hope but you do have you do have that positivity that is um radiating from you and that feels Thank good you. to be around so I, yeah, you know that's a weird that. thing maybe i don't really care for hope as a virtue but maybe by giving others hope that's good which sounds completely contradictory but i'm okay with that because i am the uh i, I put the hip in hypocrite <laughs> nice well and we have to wrap up on that note the hip and hypocrite yes okay thank you so much mickey we'll, we'll talk with you soon aloha Aloha. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying. <laughs>